Walt Disney himself was the voice of Mickey Mouse. Now he's a tycoon at the center of a vast business empire. Mr. Disney, can you still make a noise like Mickey Mouse? Well, yes, uh-huh. But, uh, of course, I don't make many Mickey... Uh, Mickey Mice films. <laughs> can you make that noise for us now? Well, uh, Mickey talks up like this, you know, kind of a falsetto. Of course, he's an old mouse now, and the falsetto <laughs> getting a little old, you know. Yeah, well, now, when you first <laughs> dreamed up these characters, did you think of them as simply as comic animals, or were you concerned with them as human personalities? Well, no, I'd say human personalities uh, in the uh, body of a, of a cartoon animal. It was uh, just a way to uh, sort of uh, uh, crowd our way into with the competition, you know. But the competition of, of animated cartoons? Yes, but, uh, in those days I had Felix the Cat to, uh, to compete with, and... Uh, Oh, I can't remember all the others, but uh, you just had to get in there and you had to make them funnier or, uh, or better, or I don't know what. Mm. Well, the character of Donald Duck is probably even... The character of Donald Duck is even better known than that of Mickey, I'd say, isn't it? I mean, this very angry man who always seems to be getting into terrible, uh, terrible scrapes in better, the form uh, of a duck. No, I, I now, don't know whether he's better known. Uh, Mickey is very well known around the world. But the duck came along as a result of... Uh, uh, too many taboos put onto Mickey Mouse. Uh, people didn't feel that Mickey could uh, blow his top like the duck. Uh, mm -hmm. In other words, uh, he had to maintain a certain dignity. So in order to uh, uh, give ourselves the latitude, uh, we created this little duck. This is terrible-tempered Mr. Duck. As an outlet for yourself. Yes, and it gave us the contrast that we needed in the film. Now, I used to team Mickey and the duck together at one time. Mm. And uh, also, I, at one time, I had all four of these characters in one film at one time. Then I divided them up, and each one had his own film. Each one had his own show. Well, many of the Donald Ducks particularly seem to show great extremes of cruelty. And, and this has come up again in a recent film of yours, the accusation of cruelty, with regard to the film of Tonka. Now, is this one which you feel is perfectly justified? Oh, Tonka, the one of the, where the Indians were cruel to the horse? The horse. Well, that served as contrast to the boy. Now, the boy uh, tr really trained the horse with kindness. And it's a little uh, lesson in how to train an animal. Not with cruelty, but with kindness. But what about the, the charges of cruelty made against you um, in, in relation to the, the, the earlier films, the Donald Duck films, the, the, the extreme... where we'd hit him on the head or something That like sort that? of thing, yeah. Oh, I don't know. That comes from... I didn't invent that. That comes from Punch and Judy. I mean, that's been going on for centuries. Were your films principally designed for children? Well, no, you have to appeal to the adult or... Uh, well, the, the adults have the money, the children don't have any money. Mm. <laughs> but so there was nothing childish in your intent? No, we, we sort of... Uh, we, we sort of designed the films to appeal to ourselves. Yeah. And uh, we're our own censors. Within the studio group, if we do something that isn't right, we hear from the, the various members of the staff, it just isn't right, you can't do that. And uh, I, I never test a film beyond the studio. Of course, I have enough employees there that are not act actively engaged in uh, the creative phases that uh, they would be what I'd call a non-critical audience. They'd be closer to the public. So I test my films with my own people. Mr. Disney, in recent years, you've started uh, producing these films of real animals, these real animal films like Bear Country and so on. The nature films. The nature films. Mm -hmm. Now, how much of this is, a, is this a direct result of um, your imagination working with imaginary animals? Well, it's an offshoot of our, uh, uh, our 
development. Uh, before uh, I went into production on Bambi, I uh, took my orders through a course, a special course in animal anatomy. Uh, we were getting a little closer to the real animal in Bambi. And uh, with these characters, they're not actually close to the, the actual animal itself. Right. So animal anatomy is a thing that is uh, not taught properly in the art schools. So I started a special course in animal anatomy. I brought animals into the studio in our art classes. Instead of live models, we had animal models. But I found that the animals in captivity are not themselves. What you see of an animal in the zoo is not actually what the animal is when he's out in, uh, in nature itself. So I sent camera crews out into the wilds to capture what an animal actually does in, uh, in his uh, way of life. And from the film that I brought in for the, for the artist to study, I realized that there was a great story there that had never been told.